Welcome back, everybody, to the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. I am Chris Witt, and with me, as always, is Mr. Adam Schmidt. Adam, <clears throat> how are you today? Sensational. <coughs> That's awesome, because I got some, I got a little something, a little chocolate, I think, stuck in my throat from these, or maybe it's a cracker from these chocolate-covered crackers and chocolate-covered Oreos you got me <clears throat> to bring in as a snack for the podcast today. Yeah, we did just eat dinner right before we came on here, so... Uh, we we but we both might have a little something stuck in our throats here, but um, I had that same thing upstairs when I walked in your house. I had that same thing. I was standing there talking to to you and your wife, and I I had something in my throat, and I'm like, I don't want to start coughing here because then they're gonna be like, oh, this dude just uh, walked <coughs> into my house with. That's all right. We've all got our shots. We're good. I'm good. You're, <laughs> You're right. Cough all over me. All right, so we got a fun podcast today. There's no we we're gonna have a comedy segment, but it's not gonna be off. Uh, what we watched, what we said we were going to watch last week, um, because I didn't watch it. Uh, however, I did go see Nate Bargatze in Columbus, so we'll talk a little bit about that. We've got, um, you know, it was Halloween this weekend. The Braves won the World Series yesterday. Uh, we've got our NFL picks like we do every single week. And then our Mount Rushmore of 1990s albums, which might take up the the bulk of this podcast. We better rush through this first part because <clears> we've got to get to that. I'm going to. So to start off, first thing I want to ask you is, what did you do for Halloween this year? You usually, I believe, go to your co- your brother's house, or is that what you do usually? We've been, we've been going to my sister's house. Uh, sister. And so we did that again, and that was nice. Uh, and for the first time in my life, I actually bought candy to give out at my house, and I I did that in I I didn't I didn't want to sit there and give out candy anyway. Of course not. So I bought a big bowl and I bought a bunch of candy, and believe me, I want to be that house. I want to be the house that you that everybody wants to come to. So I got Reese's peanut butter cups and Kit Kats, my number one and number two, top five. That's right, and. Uh, so I, I filled a big bowl with those, and uh, I put a, a sign on it on my porch and said, please take one, have a happy Halloween. And uh, I had about maybe about 10 of those taken, and I have about probably 200, <laughs> 200 of those left in a giant bowl nice. on my dining room table. How great is that for you? It's it's you did the you did the honor system and it was honored. The honor system was honored. It was honored. I don't know how many people came though. That's I, incredible. I feel like we might be a little uh, on my street. I don't think there are a ton of kids. I think there. I gotcha. know of like three houses on my whole street that have kids. So I don't know. I, they may have come around. I don't know how many kids from other places came around. Um, there is still sort of a, you know, COVID thing going. So there's, you know, I'm sure some people didn't, didn't stop anybody in my neighborhood. We yeah. were, <clears throat> we were hot and heavy. I, I didn't do the COVID candy shoot this year. I didn't put the, you know, the, the six inch pipe to throw the candy down for the kids. I just went at it. I, I love, I love my favorite part of Halloween is talking to the kids and asking them what they are. Cause I don't know what anybody is anymore. Yeah. And, uh, I had, it was good. There was not a, like a one, costume that everybody was this year you know what i mean there was not like 400 elsas or 600 spider-mans or anything like that it was a big variety uh it was a lot of fun i had a lot of fun i handed out almost all the candy that we got dumped the last little bit out a little bit towards the end it was uh it was a good time yeah you're right that that, that's interesting that you that you realized that because i didn't until you just said that that yeah there wasn't really a 
everybody is this one thing. Yeah, it happens uh, almost every year where there's a you know a ton of people wear the same thing. Didn't happen this year. My, Although my neighbors did a great job. The neighbors, they were uh, the the whole team from from uh, uh, mom and dad to kids were all part of. <laughs> oh my god, I can't even think that I can't I can't think of it. You know the the good witch Glenda and the wicked witch of the Wizard of Oz. Uh, Wizard of Oz. Jeez, oh Pete, who doesn't remember the Wizard of Oz? What a dingling! So my favorite costume, I have to say, I've got to give a shout out to my brother who, after decades of talking about doing this you find he finally did it he finally did it he got the he got the shower curtain out he he put together the man learned how to sew to do this and sewed like a liner into the curtain it's it's it was as authentic how did i not see a picture of this it was as authentic a a karate kid shower costume as you will ever find you can't find a better one on the internet i promise you that you have been talking about that costume and being that and doing that if you ever got a chance doing it for years you've been talking about that he did the whole thing and not only that he bought so in the movie he he's wearing this old like uh san diego chargers jersey yeah he bought a san diego chargers number 89 jersey wow. looks just like the one that daniel had on he wore like gray sweatpants pulled up a little bit his his socks like all the way up and then like kind of rolled down so that there's like a ring around his I mean couldn't be any better. Good for him. Everything. That's awesome. I was so impressed. I was so happy he did that and and now I expect him to be that every single year for. Uh, that's the the thing is though. I feel like he stole that costume from you. I mean, that's the that is the karate kid. One of the best Halloween movies of all of all time. <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't even a Halloween movie, but it was just one of the best movies, period, of all time. One of my favorites for it's sure. One of the greatest Halloween movies. I mean, if there's a hol- if it, if there's a day where they're at a Halloween party, it's a Halloween movie. That's true. Um, so yeah, it, it was it was awesome. You got us. I mean, I don't know. It's you. I will send you pictures. I need of that. to see pictures of it. I think that sounds awesome. It's so good. Anyway, all right. Um, so this is a sports yeah. podcast. Let's talk some sports. Let's Something go. big happened the other day, and. The Braves won the World Series. The Atlanta Braves, Freddie Freeman won the World Series. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie to you. I busted out my Houston Astros hat for this past week or two, and everybody's giving me crap everywhere I go. It's for Dusty, man. I want Dusty to get a championship. I want him to win a World Series as a manager. It's the third time he's struck out now. I feel bad. It might have been his last chance. I don't know if he'll be back or not, um, but... It was a lot of fun, uh, a lot of fun to watch. These, this Braves team was without uh, Marcelo Zuna, who uh, I don't know. He may he's indefinitely suspended for whatever he did, beating up somebody. And then you've got uh, Ronald Acuna Jr., who is their best offensive player. And without those two and and a couple others, they still came out, hit the crap out of the ball beat up on a really, really good Houston Astros pitching staff. Yeah. And um and their pitching staff looked good. Their bullpen and, was good. And they man. didn't have Charlie Morton. Right. After the Charlie Morton came out after the first game. So that's that he's their best starter. So it was it was um interesting to see. It was a great game. My favorite part of the last game. Freddie Freeman gets the last out. First off, Freddie Freeman has four hundred and eighty seven teeth. That's number one. Number two, I love that man's smile. He has the ball, and he's trying to stick it in his back pocket as he's running to the pile and realizes 
it ain't going in there. I like I don't have I don't feel comfortable. Throws it into his glove and has a death grip on his glove <laughs> while jumping around with everybody. Finally they show the it kind of separates and they show him he takes that ball and shoves it as far down in your back pocket as you could possibly make something go. That dude is never letting go of that baseball. Yeah. I, I loved that and yeah, I was it would have been great to see Dusty win it for sure. Um and uh, a little bit of me wanted the Astros to win just out of spite for everybody else because people just cannot let the stupid cheating thing go. Yeah. Um, but I really was rooting for Atlanta. I, I, I've i liked the Braves. They've been one of my favorite teams in baseball since the 90s when they had all those great teams. Yep. And uh, so I still root for them. And I love I, – Freddie Freeman is one of my favorite players in the Absolute, league. Absolutely. Sure. By he's far. Been for yeah. a while. And it's funny because they keep showing – like they kept showing this is his 12th season – I thought I feel like he he this is like his fifth season. I didn't realize he's yeah, been around that been long. around for a long time. And somebody said I was just talking to somebody today, and they're like, "Man, Freddie Freeman's getting old, man." I was like, "Getting old? Who cares? He just won an MVP last year. Yeah. Like, won he, an MVP last year, won a World Series, won this a World year. Series this if year. I'm him. I can retire right now. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Or you're. It sounds like you're in the prime of your career. Yeah, so right. good for him. He's got another few good years left. And that dude's just a straight hitter, man. He just rakes. That dude just straight rakes. Love watching him hit. I love a left-handed first baseman that hits and and just I it just reminds me of the Hal Morris and the Sean Casey and those mm-hmm, kind of guys sure Will Clark all those yeah. fellers yeah. yeah so uh yeah I love Freddie Freeman and yeah it, it would have been cool to see Acuna be, be, be able to be part of that Adam Duvall was really good this series um former red so it was kind of cool to see him do that so um, so here's the big part though yeah Freddie Freeman's a free agent uh, Travis Darno's a free agent. Charlie Morton's a free agent. Uh, Jorge Soler, who was the MVP of the World Series, is a free agent. Eddie Rosario, who was one of the hottest hitters wow. for this Braves team and led off for him, is a free agent. Uh, Jacques, uh, Jacques Peterson, I'm not sure if he's got an option. Um, looks like he's put, he's due to make 2.5 next year, but that could just be a player or team option. I'm not Hundred percent sure on that, um, and then they got a lot of guys arb- arbitration eligible. I mean, Dan- Dansby Swanson is um, is uh, this will be his last year of arbitration. Adam Duvall, uh, he's signed for he's got three he's got a three million dollar contract still. Uh, he'll be a free agent next year. But Max Freed arbitration. Uh, let's see here. He was fantastic. He in was game six. very good. Mentor first year of arbitration. Um, let's see here. That what was I looking for though? Jason Kipnis is a free agent. Uh, let's see who else was big on this team. <clears throat> there was, oh, here he is. Tyler Matzik. Tyler Matzik. This is his first year of arbitration. Wow. They've got him locked up for at least another three years. Wow. That's and big. that's big for this team. And of course you got Acuna Jr. Who, uh, is locked up for what? in until 2027 or something like that. Uh, Ozzy Albies is locked up till 2026. Marcel Azuna till twenty twenty five. So they've got some guys. Will Smith has only got has got another year left. They've got some okay. guys coming back, but there's a big part of this team that is free that are going to be free agents. And interesting to see where they'll spend money, where they won't. It's not like they got a ton of payroll out there right now. So interested to see what happens. And I'll tell you what, the Braves for so many years, even after that that dynasty basically that they had, even though they only got one World Series out of it, they were good enough i would consider them a dynasty sure. um th- th- 
even after that, they had some some lean years, but they've mostly still been pretty good for a long time. And it's it's just whoever is in charge in that front office um, it, it just has been really, really good. The organization, period, has been one of those, like the Braves, the Cardinals, the Patriots, the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Just there, there are a couple – a couple organizations in each sport that seem to just stay on top or stay really consistent all the time, and I think the Braves are definitely one of them. Um, this was probably almost 10 years ago now. I read a book called Braves Way, and it was about that you know that team from basically starting in the mid-'80s, kind of how they started building and and brought Bobby Cox on and Leo Mazzoni and all the guys that were there for a long time and the, you know, Smoltz and Glavin and Maddox and all the guys. So, um, and just basically how they run that, ran that organization and how they got to be so good and maintain it and everything. It was a really good book. Um, so I, I was thinking about that last night as I was watching them win and, um, and speaking of watching them win, always such a cool thing to see all the, I, I like the way they do how, They'll, they'll show you each player that was on the field, like his celebration as soon as the last out was made. Yeah. I like how they go one through each by, one One by guys. one, yeah, yeah, that is cool, yeah. Really cool. <clears throat> Seeing Albies and Swanson run at each other is always was, was super cool. Yes. Um, but, yeah, you know, this is going to be – it's going to be interesting to see what happens. And they've got a good um, staff now. Like, their their coaching staff is really good. I mean, anytime you got Walt Weiss out there and Ron Washington, I mean, those are two oh. – Really good baseball coaches. Ron Washington might be one of the greatest baseball coaches to ever set foot on a field. If he could keep the snow away from his nose, <laughs> he'd probably still be coaching right now. Tell me I'm lying. That's <laughs> am I, am I, that, is that not the truth? He's got a great gig though. I mean, he's still he's still coaching. He's still around the game. He's a great. He's a third base coach and I mean, <clears> a phenomenal the- third base coach. He's one of the best infield coaches and by none bar none you'll ever hear anybody ever talk about. But at the same time. You know, he took a he took a team to a World Series. Mm-hmm. Got in trouble for a little bit of this, a little, little bit candy, of that. A little nose candy. A little no, I don't know if it was a little nose candy or if that dude was just straight smoking crack. I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember. I thought he got, I thought he got busted for straight smoking crack. Like I, it wasn't it wasn't just a just a little powder. Like old boy went old school on him. <laughs> yeah, he's an old school type of guy he's for sure. An old school cat. <laughs> uh, but hopefully he's he's far past that now. And um, yeah, it, it, you it was a new talk. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. <laughs> but another cool storyline with this World Series was Brian Snicker, uh, the Braves manager, uh, was managing against uh, his son is a hitting coach for yep. the Astros. So that was kind of a cool thing. I'm How, sure it was his son kind of had. Yeah, his son looked a little sad and sure. you know it kind of sucked for him because you know he wanted to celebrate with his dad, but that he's the hitting coach for the Astros. That kind of sucks. But the crazy thing was, it looked like I guess it was his wife. I guess it was his son's wife was out there on the field celebrating oh. with her mother-in-law huh. there because he kept talking to his wife or said something about his wife and they showed her and she's like got tears in her eyes and there's a younger blonde next to her with a with a Houston Astros jacket on and I was like I wonder if that's the uh that's a daughter-in-law because she does not look too upset right now she looked like she was happy so are they so is is he I'm I'm uh true I don't know can't oh, remember Tyler Tyler, Tyler, uh, Snicker. Mm-hmm. Are, are are he and his wife going to celebrate with his dad, with his mom and dad after that? You think privately now, or no? Because Brian Snicker probably celebrates with his team, and he's not going to go celebrate with that team. Hmm. He's taking the night off. He's he's going back to the hotel or whatever, and and saying, you know what, 
we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna be sad tonight mm-hmm. take it easy and then we'll get together tomorrow or whatever i guarantee you right now they're having dinner and having a few cocktails talking about it yep and Very he's cool. giving his dad a hug and saying dude you're 66 years old congratulations i got a lot of years left yeah right that's true so chris my only complaint about the world series what's that it was, it was a, some really good games there were some good games but i didn't get to see all of them because I I can stay up and I do stay up way too late a lot of nights. Mm-hmm. But I tried I try to talk myself into going to bed earlier uh, to try to get some sleep. And when it's the fifth inning and it's ten thirty, it's insane. I'm like I don't know how long much longer I'm gonna be. You know, it's not a timed game, so you have no idea how long this thing's gonna go. And if I stay up until 12 o'clock, 11.30, something like that, to, to see the end of this game, and then it goes into extra innings, the first, how much longer am I going? And the then I've spent all this time invested in it. Now I don't want to go to bed. you got to stay up. Right. The first inning last night took 30 minutes. That's insane. I was, I, the game came on at like 8.10, and at 8.45, I was getting the kids to start taking them upstairs, and it was the bottom of the first inning. Goodness gracious. Uh, that's my uh, that's my complaint. And look, I've complained about this kind of stuff a million times. I I so don't... what's the answer then? Who who we need to talk to to get these games played earlier? Number one and number two, what do we need to do to get um, what's his name? Uh, Rob Manford, Rob Manford on the same page as us. I don't know. I mean, obviously, it's going to also depend on who's playing because now the Astros are in the central time zone, so I, that should have helped a little bit. Um, but if a West Coast team is playing in it or anybody in the Western time zone, it, it, it's going to be – you're going to have to play some late games. I mean, you're going to have to because people on that coast are, you know, are, are not going to want to, you know – Technically a nine to five. You know, I'm sure that's probably why they schedule games when they do. But even if you schedule it at five thirty, I don't know. You can't. It's it's eight thirty here. So actually, it's still it's still too late. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I don't know. I I really don't know. I really don't. I don't know, know if there's an answer to it. <clears throat> I don't know if there is. Uh, I mean, well, how did Take they do it back in the day? <laughs> I'd like to know what they did back in back in the seventies and the sixties. Um, interested to know how that worked out. It so. didn't matter. How hardly anybody had a TV, so they didn't. Yeah, just <laughs> sat around the radio. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, it was a really good World Series. I'm happy for the Braves. Of course I'm happy for the Braves. I really do kind of – it would have been fun to see Ronald Acuna Jr. out there on the field when it happened. Um, good for him. He was there still and got to celebrate with his team. It's fun to see Freddie Freeman and all those teeth. Um, oh, let me link the two. The World Series and the Halloween that we just talked about. Yeah. Saw a from the night from Halloween night, saw a video of Freddie Freeman taking his kids out to trick or treat, walking down the street with them. This little kid is dressed up as Freddie uh, Freeman. This video is like three years old. Is it really? Oh yeah, I saw this a couple years ago. Oh, I thought it was just. I thought it just. Did happened. he did he what have a conversation time? with the kid? And, he stopped and, him and he yeah. said, "Hey, are you me for Halloween?" Yeah. And the kid's like. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he has him take a picture and stuff. I thought it was awesome. I, I it is super cool. I've seen that, and maybe it was just last year when it was. It might have just been last year, but I've seen that video before. That it, it's okay. a, it's the coolest thing in the world. Love it. Like, could you imagine 
you're dressed up as uh, Icky Woods, and because you did once, <laughs> as I was. and Icky Woods comes walking up to you and goes, "Hey, boy, you dressed up like me, and how cool would that be? Like, oh my God, yes, I am. How awesome is this? Yeah, uh, yep. I don't know what I would have done, um, but yeah, I just I love that. I'm late on it, I guess, but still very cool. Yep, super awesome. Anyway. It was a cool. It was a really cool video, though. Sorry, sorry, I ruined it for you. By no, you didn't. You, it already you didn't. See. Yeah. I was. Uh, I, it made me. It made me feel better about all the times because I. I saw the thing where the last twenty nine World Series games ended after eleven o'clock. Holy cow! Every every game. So game one ended at twelve fifteen Eastern time. We're talking about now. yeah twelve fifteen. Game two ended at eleven twenty. Game three at eleven thirty three. Game four at eleven fifty four, and game five at twelve fifteen again, and then game six was like that was I think that was the fastest game. It ended at like eleven thirty or eleven thirty five or something like that. Yeah. I think. Mm. Um, and I so stayed anyway. up for another half an hour right. after that, and watching you, them celebrate. Right. So if you stayed up, yeah, <laughs> yeah, same thing. So anyway, I would love for the games to be able to start so that they get over by ten o'clock or something like that. I don't think it's ever gonna happen. I, feel like, I don't have the solution. I feel like we mixed this conversation in I feel like we need to mix this in. We need to get Adam Silver and Rob Manfred not Adam Silver. We need to get who's who's I don't know what's the guy's name uh for what's the football commissioner's name? Oh Goodell. Goodell. Yeah. I feel like we need to get Manfred and Goodell on here, fix the World Series timing, and we need to have the Super Bowl played on Saturday. You get two weeks in between. It's not like you're Starting them way early, right? You get they both are going to get a bye week. Play the Super Bowl on Saturday night, so everybody's not hung over on Sunday going to the. I mean, because those games get over late too. The Super Bowl gets yes. over at midnight on you know eleven fifteen. Play play them on Saturday. Let's get this. Let's come on. Let's be honest. And it's, you're going to get yeah. more parties. You're going to get more everything if you do it on a Saturday. Just. People can travel to go to the. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that they ever don't sell out the. They're not. They're, Super Bowl, yeah, but still. Still. Yeah. Anyway, all right. That sounds good. All right. So, uh, with that being in mind, speaking of the NFL, do you want to go ahead and do our NFL picks? Let's do NFL picks. All right. You want to make some money this week? Then uh, maybe, maybe listen not. To listen me. to what we do, Adam. Uh, you you were losing, I believe, by three games or two games going into this. Uh, it was three. Down by three. What happened this week, my friend? Chris, we both went two and one. Ooh, that's another that's another good week for both of us. Two and one, back to back straight weeks. Yep, good yep. for us. Look at us, four and two over the last two weeks. Come, well, you, come, make you some money. Good for us weekly, but still, you're maintaining that. Yeah, but you're staying there. You're not falling back. You're not falling back. Do positives. Every glass half full, brother. You're not getting further away. But we are at the halfway point now. This we are entering week nine now. Uh, even with the extra, the 17 games, this is this is the halfway point. This is this is getting over that hump, and uh, so. So what are we total for the year? Just so just uh, so I know. I'm 11 and 13. You are 14 and 10. So you're almost back to 500. You're two games away from being back to 500. That's not yeah. bad. That's yeah. good. I'll take that. All right, so let's go over this week. Uh, Adam, I'm going to go ahead and let you go first because I have not looked at oh, anything. So, so imagine, sweet of you. Imagine that. Yeah, go right ahead, Man. bud. Oh, this is brownie week. Brownie this week. is the Browns week. I love it. It's funny you say that, Chris, because I'm going to take the Cincinnati Bengals and the two and a half. Whoa. <laughs> even after last week's debacle with even, the Jets? Even after losing to the Jets. Wow. It's still putting up 31 points. Um 
I am going to take the Bengals at home as a two-and-a-half point favorite. And then I'm going to, and, and don't be afraid to take that too. I'm not okay. taking that. Okay. Um, so obviously that's a bad pick. <laughs> uh, I'm not saying it's a bad pick. I'm just saying I don't trust the Bengals. I've said this for you. the last few weeks, even when they came out and, and, and beat Baltimore. Like, they, they, besides Baltimore, they haven't come out and done much against anybody that's a real team yet. And, and yes, they beat the brakes off of Baltimore. That was super impressive. But they barely beat uh, – the the Jaguars, who are the worst team in the NFL, uh, they they beat a bad Detroit team. Like, come on, man! It's not like they're out here whooping up on the uh, Pittsburgh, who is bottom of the barrel in the in the AFC North right now. They did win again last week, but still, it's not like they're you know breaking the doors down on on being an NFL Super Bowl contender right now. NFL Super Bowl contender, unlike a <laughs> unlike a yeah. LS two. Super Bowl contender. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, and me uh, either. Yeah, MLB Super Bowl contender. Louisiana, Louisiana State, too. Louisiana State, too. So, anyway, uh, that's all I'm saying. Continue. I'm going to take the Arizona-St. Louis Cardinals uh, as a one-point one favorite mm. at San Francisco. Ooh, three and four Niners versus the seven and one Cardinals. Taking the Cardinals there. Uh, and the Tennessee... Before you say this, I'm going to let you know that there is a chance that uh, Derek Henry did pull a hamstring or did something that is probably going to leave him out for this week. Just so you know, I I, I thought he was out for the season. Oh, is it out for the season? <laughs> I thought he did something. Real okay, bad. and you're still taking Tennessee? Nope, I'm oh. taking <laughs> Tennessee at the Rams. And not only is Derek Henry out, <laughs> but the Rams just traded and added. Uh, um, uh, no idea. Von Von Miller Miller, thank you. Um, in a trade with with Denver, uh, just the other day. So um, the Rams just got better. Already, maybe the best team in the league yep. just got better, and the uh, Tennessee Titans just lost maybe the best running back in the league. So got to go with the Rams. It's a se- they're a seven and a half point favorite at home right now, but I think those are two major subtractions and additions respectively for those teams. Taking the Rams. All right. Is that all three? That's all three. All right. This is going to be tough for me because uh, I do like that Rams game. I'm not going to take it. Take but it. But I do like that Rams game. I think I'm going to start, you know, these Cowboys, um, Cowboys look for real. The, I mean, they're they're 6-1. and one. They are, They're playing really good football right now. Um, but I'm not going to take that game. Uh, ten points, just too much. I don't, I don't I like that. When you do that, <laughs> this is just my way of talking through my picks live uh, over the airways. You know who I am going to take, though. I'm going to take Vegas minus three against the New York Giants. Uh, it's so funny to call it call an NFL team Vegas. Just yeah, it's just Vegas versus the New York Football Giants. Um, we'll do that, and then let's see here. You've got man. There's still some more big spreads this week. I want to take an underdog in one of these games. I just can't find the one that I want to take. There's there's not a lot out there. I'm half tempted to take the Brownies, but I can't do that either. Can I take the Cowboys and the Broncos? <laughs> if you want two losses. <laughs> All right, so here we go. Uh, you know what? Kansas City. I'm going to take Kansas City minus 7.5, and, and I'm only taking that because Kansas City hasn't impressed me much uh, lately. However, 
Aaron Rodgers uh, currently has the COVID-19, so he will probably not be playing in this game. Not probably. He's just not. So I'm going to go ahead and take Kansas City. How many games have I taken so far? That would be two. That would be two. All right, then let's uh, finish her off with uh, Chargers-Eagles. Uh, Chargers minus one and a half. Justin Herbert taking care of business. Man, I took all favorites. I'm not. I don't. I'm not keen on that. I'm not keen on doing that all the time. But we're gonna go ahead and make that happen this week. Got it. Got it. Um, alrighty. So that takes care of business for the NFL Week Nine. This is gonna bring us into my favorite. This is gonna be a part of the podcast that we are gonna have. This could take a while. Before that. Oh, before that. You have a story. Oh, oh yeah. You know the big dumb dumb thing I did today. Let me hear it. Oh jeez. So I'm out on the road driving around, making calls for work, doing my thing, you know. And uh get around one of my favorite stops. Right? Uh, a couple really good I not just customers, I would consider them good friends. And uh I rang up the one dude, I'm like, yo, bro, about twenty minutes away. We say it's getting close about lunchtime. He's like, "Sweet." I said, "You want to meet me there? You want me to pick you up?" He said, "Come pick me up." Cool. Get there. Grab three dudes in the truck with me. We got. Uh, I took a few guys out to lunch today. Get them all in the truck and go inside. Say hi, whatever. Get come back. Get in the truck and I look down and I'm like, I think I left my wallet at home. <laughs> I'm searching through my <laughs> through my truck like a crazy man. And I'm like, oh, my God, guys, this is going to be so ridiculous. I left my wallet at home. Luckily, on the app, on your, on my bank app, you can get this, like, access code for the ATM. And you can get money out. And I'm like, I've done this before. It works. I'll go do that. No worries. They're like, whatever. Whatever, dude. It's no big deal. But go ahead. I'm like, all right. So stop the ATM. Get my little access code. Punch it in. It says, sorry. Something went wrong. Blah, blah, blah. So I was like, boom, give me a new access code. It won't even give me an access code now. Oh, my. And I'm like, are you kidding me? So I come walking back out to the truck. I'm like, it didn't work. And they're just looking at me laughing. They're Like I said, good buddies, right? We give each other a hard time here. So they're they're laughing, giving me a, you know, making me feel like a (laughs) ding-dong. So I got no money. I I asked asked three dudes to go to lunch with me today that I was going to pay for. And I have nothing to pay for lunch. And nothing to pay for lunch. So, old boy paid for it. And uh, I did go then to the bank afterwards and got finally got an access code to work. Grabbed some cash, went back and paid him back. I felt oh, horrible. I felt like such a... Oh, my God. It's one of those... I'll never live that down. I'll never, every time I'm like, hey, man, y'all want to go to lunch? You're going to be like, do you got your wallet? <laughs> yeah. I know it's gonna happen forever. God, so that's sad. funny. I feel like I've I've done that, but usually I'm with like my dad or something who's gonna pay for it anyway, probably. Yeah. Uh, but the, it, we sort of have an ongoing joke in my family because uh, several times in a row, my brother, like we would go to Skyline or something like that, and he would be like, "I left my wallet in the car." Uh huh. Yeah. And and I think he actually did like three times in a row or something like yeah. that. And so now it's just a thing. Like he's like, you got your wallet? he just says, <laughs> no, he just says, ah, I left my wallet in the car. car. <laughs> <laughs> we, just, we just pay. That's good. I like it. That's good. Uh, so anyway, well, that's a, that's a bummer, but you fixed it. I did. You, I you. did, but it's still, I had to go back there. And by the time I got back there, everybody knew it. as soon as I walk in, they're like, 
hey, Chris, how was it getting a free lunch off of Jay's? I'm like, oh, man. Yep, I did that. Yep, that was on me. Ah, such a, I've done it before. I've done that before. But I did it with a, a couple customers that were new customers that I didn't really have that same relationship with. And I left my wallet in my truck at this lumber yard, and these guys drove me to lunch. Okay, so I didn't even think about it. I'm where I'm in there making a call, talking to these guys, I'm like, "Hey, you want to go to lunch?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure, we'll go to lunch." And he's like, "Hey, I'll drive." I'm like, "Cool." Just walk right out to his car, take off. On the way there, I'm like, "I mean, I'm the I'm the vendor. Like, I pay, right? That's just how it works." And I'm like, "Oh my god, my wallet's in my truck." I call, I text the lady in the office, at my, in my office. Luckily, this lumberyard's right down the street. And I was like, I need you to go down to this lumberyard. I need you to get in my car, truck, because I don't lock my truck. <laughs> Thankfully, I didn't lock my truck. If I did, there's a code to get in. I could have got Anyway, either way, I need you to get my wallet, and I need you to bring it to this restaurant. <laughs> so she texts me when she gets there. And I'm like, excuse me, guys, I got to go to the bathroom real quick. And the bathroom's to the left and the front door's to the right. And I got, <laughs> went to the front door, got my wallet, and she just, you know, made fun of me like everybody else does. I come walking back in, and they're like, where did you go? I was like, man, I ain't going to lie to you. Took a pee outside. I, told, I, had to, I had to fess up. I was like, boys, I left my wallet. I left my wallet in my car. When you drove, I realized it, and I had my... I had somebody come bring me, bring me some money. And, of course, I still, to this day... I do so many stupid things like that. It's not even funny. I don't think ahead. I'm not good at thinking ahead and preparing. I'm not good at thinking ahead either. Now, I want you to tell the people the reason that you don't, like a like a, a, a typical guy, keep your wallet in your back pocket. Why don't you do that? Well, my wallet is it's three inches thick. So I can't, when I get into my car, I can't get in my car and sit on my wallet. I have to take it out, throw it up on the dashboard or up in the little console or whatever because it hurts my back. I, you can't sit on it. I got a George Costanza wallet. You will have hip dysplasia if you take it's, two trips with your wallet. I have been it. made fun of my entire life. As long as I've had a wallet, I've had the largest wallet. I have. I had At one point in time, I think I had four years of Xavier and Red Schedules stuffed inside of it. Like, you know the little... Uh, like the Walgreens card and the Kroger card oh, and yeah. every gas station has a card Customer and every card, yeah. I have I had every one of those cards in my wallet. Like I knew where everyone was too. Like I'd just be like, Where am I at? Here I didn't even have to look. Boom, knew exactly where it was. Take my card out. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm a loyalty member. You better believe that's right. That's you know what I mean? I don't need the alternate ID. I got the card, brother. Forget <laughs> that takes too long. I got the card. Ready to go. For the longest time, I did not do the alternate ID. I have, I'm down to one loyalty card, and that's at Kroger. I do. I have no idea where my Kroger card is. Of course not. Nobody does. I do the. But for the longest time, I felt like I was the last guy to carry. No, his I still card. have mine. Okay, so I was the second last guy to carry his Kroger card. But for the last like three <laughs> years, I've been <laughs> using my alternate ID, which is just my phone number. And I can, t I can, I type that thing in so fast. It's like it's almost Brrr. as quick as. You know, the good thing is, uh, is Kroger's has a really good touch screen on their on they their do. little on their uh, self checkout. They do. It never misses my numbers. Yeah. Speedway, phew, I feel like I'm retyping that in every single time. Yeah. So I recently got this little small wallet that my wife got me for like if I got basketball shorts on or something like that because I hate having my wallet, so I just pull like a card and ID and some cash out. 
stick it in my pocket and she got me a little small one and then i just started using it for like i started using it for a while and that's the one that i forgot today but because i went for so many years taking that wallet out of my pocket before i get in the car it's just habit now i open the car door i pull the wallet out throw it in the middle jump in the car and get out and it's to this day it's just habit it's just what i do you have to form a new habit takes 21 days i'm going back to the yeah I'm going back to the uh I'm going back to the big wallet. I think I'm going back. Oh yeah. Yeah, the boy bought okay. me the boy bought me uh my son bought me a wallet. It's a Velcro blue and gray camo wallet. <laughs> Fits just like me to a T, right? And uh, and uh he got me one of those. So I'm one hundred percent going back to the old school Velcro one one fold. The best part about it, it's got the little zipper pocket so you can throw some spare change in there, sure. you know, you gotta make sure you got a quarter nickel dime and a penny all the time. All the time, all the time. So yeah, I'm gonna go back to the big wall though. I'm gonna see how much I can stretch that out before the uh before the Velcro wears off on it. We'll see. Well I mean before long you'll have so much stuff in there that the Velcro won't even reach the like right the, the exactly you won't even be able i just have to stick a rubber band around it or something <laughs> silly anyway that's my bonehead story of the day dude such a ding dong <clears throat> all I right get it man it happens yep it happens to me unfortunately way more often than others <laughs> um all right mount rushmore time here we go mount rushmore of 1990s albums this is gonna be fun but i'm pretty excited about this me too have you come up with four i have Wow, good for you. All right, so I'll let you go first, and then we can just start talking for a minute, and then I'll tell you, because I'm having trouble dwindling this thing down, man. There are so many. The 90s were so good for music, uh, and, and that was our, you know, we were growing up. We were, I feel know. like I feel like we say that because we were basically like 7 to 17, and that's like, when you really build your musical uh, lifeline, right? So that was our decade. Yeah. So, of course, we're going to think the best music was in the 90s. My mom and dad probably, my dad thinks it's the 70s. My mom thinks it's like the 70s, 80s. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I feel like it just depends on you and where you're at. When you grew up, yeah, for sure. Um, and, and I think you and I probably went through a pretty similar uh, change in, in our music taste and stuff like that around uh-huh. the same times too, because I was, you know, young, uh, started having, you know, friends at school and stuff and started getting into, you know, rap in the early nineties and, uh, and, and some R and B and stuff yep. like that. And then, so that was it for a while. And then got into like junior high and started getting into some, some, uh, some rock, some grunge, uh, alternative, that kind of thing. And, yep. and started, you know, building, uh, my library of, of rock, uh, and then got into, for a couple of years, got into like punk and ska and then metal for a little bit. Um, and then, you know, and then eventually kind of transformed, but you know, I, I and then became an adult and, and got into just a bunch of different things. Right. right. So I'm going to say, so in the nineties, you know, we covered kind of, Almost all of that. So, I, I but I, my my four are from that very early age. Yes, I love that it's from the early age because that's probably where I'm coming from. So I'm going. <clears throat> I, I feel like this is going to be. Some people might not like this, but 
two of my albums are by the same artist. That's totally. I'm I'm cool with that. That's just that's your Mount Rushmore, dude. You do with it what you want. And those two albums are Cooley High Harmony oh. and Two. Two is uh, Two is on my Two is on my Mount Rushmore. Okay. And for those of you that don't know what Two is, I assume you're thinking the same as me. Boys to Men. Absolutely. Two. That is without a doubt on my Mount Rushmore. That's, that, that's that is on the mine. on bed to knee. I'll make love to it's, you. It's everything. I mean, it's everything except Motown Philly. Yeah, I I liked every song on Cooley High Harmony too, but. As a matter of fact, uh, Motown Philly has become like maybe one of my least favorite songs on that album because I like I like so everything others, yeah. on there. Yeah, and that one just was the most you know played and all that. But anyway, I'm starting. Boys to Men was uh, like uh, probably if I have a favorite R and B group of all time, it's Boys to Men. I shouldn't even say probably it is. It is the crazy part about I'm looking at the songs off that album, right? So, so off two, okay. Four Seasons of Loneliness, I think, was on that. Uh, it, when you go to listen to this album, the best songs are the last... There's 13 songs on the album. It, usually, like, the top couple songs on the album are, like, the ones where everybody's, like... That's where they put their biggest hits, right? I mean, they got good ones. All Around the World is gro- is good. Thank You. And then they got You Know, Vibin', I Sit Away, Jezebel, uh, Khalil, Trying Times. And then here we go, 9 through 13. I'll make love to you on bended knee. Fifty candles. Water runs dry. Yesterday, you could like that's one of my top five. Those, <laughs> those five songs are probably all in my top fifty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I was wrong. Four Seasons and Loneliness not not on that one. No, but <clears throat> those two albums were so good from Boys to Men. And I Evolution was good too, but it just wasn't the same. Evolution. I loved Evolution. Um, so. Starting with that those was two. four seasons of loneliness was evolution. Evolution, yeah. Um, three, I'm going doggy style. Yeah, I knew you'd have. I knew doggy you'd style. have a Snoop on there. I knew you'd have a Snoop. Snoop's first solo album uh, was, you know, just I I pro- I could I don't know if I still do, but I pro- I think I knew every word to the entire thing, even the little skits in between. He had all, all the- dude. That was that was one of the on the eight disc cd changer adam had he that was the number one go-to album when we were rolling it was called in that whatever that big jalopy of a vehicle you had there before the s10 didn't you have something oh no i had i had the uh the 85 buick skylark yeah buick skylark that's what it was i love that thing yeah um anyway so that was 93 when that came out the year before that 1992 uh and the guy who sort of brought snoop on and made him famous was Dr. Dre, and he had The Chronic in 92, and that's my fourth one. Wow. That's oh, good, man. Mount Rushmore. The Chronic was amazing. So there's so many. So that's good. So your Mount Rushmore is The Chronic. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Doggy Style Snoop, and then you've got two Boys to Men albums, that's two right. and uh, Cooley High Harmony. Cooley High Harmony. <clears throat> that's good, man. Thank you. So I'm just going to start reading some of these because this is tough for me. So I already said two was on mine, right? So Boys to Men 2 is one of the greatest albums there is. Um, but just going back and starting to think about this, 1994 was an unbelievable year for music coming out, okay? You had Dookie, from, which was the best Green Day CD ever. Their, their first Dookie was awesome. Um you had uh, 16 Stones by Bush yeah. came out in 1994, Cracked Rearview, 
came out in 1994. Uh, from Hootie and the Blowfish. Uh, Ready to Die by Notorious B.I.G. Came out then. That was uh, Big Papa and Juicy all came off that album, which to me was my favorite, was the best Biggie album. Um, and then uh, and then kind of a little off the beaten path with 1994. Uh, a buddy of mine was a big Aerosmith guy, and Big Ones came out. That was Big Ones was a good album. There is, dude, I was going through the songs on that. That's going to get on my Mount Rushmore just because of the amount of good songs on it. I'm not even an Aerosmith dude, but I could listen to that CD and and love every second of it and have a great and just enjoy it. So I wanted to I had it pulled up here. I wonder if it's still in my Here it is. Yeah. So uh yeah, so yeah, Ragdoll, What It Takes, uh Janie's Got a Gun, Blind Man, Dudes is Wild, The Other Side, Crazy Living on the Edge. They've got a ton of good songs on that. I loved Crazy. Crazy was crazy. good. The, the, the uh, video crazy. the video with, um, oh, shoot, what was her name? Uh, Somebody Hot. Yeah. Uh, never mind. Yeah, <laughs> it is what it is. So, All right, so those are two. Now, to, now <laughs> outside of that, this is, this is, I have two that I have to put on for my 90s. Liv Tyler. Liv Tyler. Oh. His daughter was on right? it? Yeah. I didn't know his daughter was in that. Oh, that was, a, yeah, because wasn't there a song on that that was on, because uh, she was in the movie with Alicia Bruce Willis and oh. where they blew up the asteroid. Oh, not the one I was thinking of. But they did the, Aerosmith did the main thing for that. Remember they go and they, they're they like diggers or something and they dig in the middle of this asteroid and blow it up. I don't know that I saw that movie. <sighs> it's a, Armageddon. Oh, yeah, I never saw it. Wow. Anyway, all right, so. There's that. So Slim Shady came out in 1990. The Slim Shady LP came out in 1999. That's right. Like that's a tough one. Incognito Mm -hmm. by uh, by Ludacris. Both good albums. Not their best albums. So I didn't put those in because those are two of my favorite rappers. Yeah. And I didn't put those in. Um, But I did go back. I went back in time for and this is a tough one too. Jagged Little Pill. Yes. I mean, (sighs) so good. It was the number one selling album in the 90s. Alanis Morissette, Jagged Little Pill, again, top to bottom, that CD was awesome. Whether you like whatever that music is called or you don't, it was a great album. Mm-hmm. All right, so for the, the four that I'm putting in there, 1990, one of my favorite CDs I've ever owned in my entire life. Please Hammer Don't Hurt Him yeah. by MC Hammer. It was That's who I wanted to be. I wanted to be MC Hammer. Mm-hmm. And then a few years later came what I really ended up wanting to be more than anything in the world, and that was wearing my clothes backwards um, and, and that whole deal. Crisscross, um, totally crossed out. And that was 1993, I believe. Uh, I don't even think I wrote that one on. Did I write the data? Where, I mean, 93. I, I, totally crossed out 1992. I was going to say 90 or 91. So yeah, yeah, 92. Totally crossed out. So that's totally crossed out is probably number one for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that 16 Stones. R- Razorblade Suitcase came out in 96 by mm-hmm. Bush. Those were both good. Frog Stomp 95 by Silverchair was yeah. awesome. Uh, I meant to look up Vitology, but 10 came out. Pearl Jam had 10 plus Vitology in the yeah. 90s. I mean, they had, and then you got... Uh, Nevermind in 91, 
There's a lot of all of uh, yeah, basically all of Nirvana's big albums. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, so difficult to to really set it down. Uh, another good one, Spice by the Spice Girls. I don't care who you are. Look, dude, that was a that was that was hopping. That was awesome. That was awesome. I loved it. Oh man, there's so many, and I could continue to go. I think I gave you four. Uh, I think I put so I had three on my list. It was totally crossed out. Um, came out in 1992. Um, please hammer don't please hurt him. Uh, came out in 1990, and two came out in 94. I think I'm taking big ones off. I'm taking big ones off. Okay, I'm taking it off it with. I'm just gonna start reading the songs off of this, and I want you to tell me what. Uh, I'm not gonna read. <sighs> Do it. All right, see if I can right, guess. Hold it. on a second. You'll you'll guess it right off the bat. But this is what became. Me and my sister really um, became uh, closer because of this album. Okay, she loved it. She'd be in the car, and I'd play it, and and that was, and it came out way before that. Um, hold on a second. Let me let me pull it up here. Uh, let's see here. Okay, so albums. So this came out in 1995. And from this album, I'm not going to tell you their two biggest hits, but I'll just, as soon as I start, you're going to get it right away. Kitty, Feather Pluckin', Stranger, Bull Weevil, Dune Buggy, We're Not Gonna Make It, Kick Out the Jams, Body, Back Porch, Candy, Naked and Famous. I left off their two biggest hits. I, none of those sound familiar to me, honestly, but I, I just, just you... Uh, just knowing you, I have to say, president, presidents of the United States, absolutely, of president. Yeah, peaches, peaches was on that. Lump was on that. That's right. But every single song, I know every word to every single song on this. Uh, the only thing I didn't play was Kitty because they dropped the f bomb yeah. big time in that I one. Forgot about that. Uh, but other than that, I used to play this with my sister. My sister thought it was the funniest stuff in the world. There's a song called Body on here that is. Is odd. They they just their their wordplay and their their lyrics are hilarious. <laughs> Bull Weevil, oh my god! I still don't know what that's about. It's about a little guy named Bull Weevil. His name's Bull Weevil. Check him out. Spends all day on his big couch. Anyway, he don't ever ever get outside. And the whole thing is unbelievable. Such an uh, incredible album. I'm going with President's United States of America. President's United States of America, self-titled. Totally crossed out. Please hammer, don't hurt them in two. Boys to men too. Things that I had written down that that neither one of us have mentioned yet. Melancholy, melancholy, and the infinite sadness. Smashing, Smashing pumpkins. pumpkins. That was a killer album. Um, the blue album. I don't know if it was actually called that by oh Weezer. Oh my gosh! What Top year did to that bottom. come out? I'm not sure. It had to be in the '90s. Oh, I don't know, but that was really close because. Weezer's nah, one of my all time favorites. So let's that was that was out when I was like in eighth grade probably or something like that. It was yeah. Had to be. Had to be. Alright, so let's I'll tell you exactly Every when song it came on out. That. The whole entire that's another nineteen ninety four. You know another one that is a uh, little known that I didn't even realize in nineteen ninety six, which is might be my favorite Weezer album. What's that? Pinkerton. Oh yeah, yeah. Pinkerton yeah. was Awesome, and nobody really heard about it. It did. It wasn't as big because they had the blue album, and then their next big one was the green album, and it was like those were the two big ones, right? 
but Pinkerton, if you ever get a chance, get you no other one. There's a ton of El Scorcho. Oh my gosh, I'm going back and look at this. There's some unbelievable. This is the, I think Pinkerton's my favorite. If you are a Weezer fan, there's a ton of them that probably never even heard of Pinkerton. Mm-hmm. Get Pinkerton the album unbelievable but you're right the blue album on weezer man this see see now i want to put now i want to put one of those on because that was weezer was unbelievable the green album was the first album when i first started dating aaron back in probably 2000 that that was just coming out and i thought it was the greatest album ever when it came out uh tlc had a couple albums in uh in the 90s crazy sexy cool was the it was like the second big one um when they really got huge losing streak by less than jake i listened to a oh zillion my times. god that was unbelievable Dude, I, I totally forgot about those uh, like hepcat right on time oh my god that was awesome too pretty much every no fx album but my favorite was i heard they suck live yep, yep. um i put I, I wrote that one down oh my um, gosh this, yeah this I, is impossible i, to I know do. You can't narrow this down is impossible to do. I I mean I basically went with my ch- <sighs> man it's so tough because that 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 uh, less than Jake album. Oh man, dude, that I was the same way. I wrote so I was playing saxophone. I ended up playing saxophone uh, for one because of that or Scott. Yeah, period. yeah, for yeah. Scott. That was the reason I did it because I want because that was when I was real big into Scott. And I sent a letter. I wrote a letter. The kids, this is before email. I wrote a letter to their saxophone player wow and because i wanted to get the music to be able to play any of their songs never heard anything back i mean (laughs) because i i sent it in like 2000 probably 2000 and that cd came out like 98 so it may not even had the right address of i even know i probably just sent it to the label or something whatever address was on the was on the was on the cd so who knows (laughs) but yeah dude oh man losing streak was so good if you rewound the very beginning here you go this is howie j reynolds and you're listening to less than jake if you re- rewind that there's a whole bunch more so when you that was oh, the very yeah, yeah, beginning yeah. but if you hit That's rewind right. right away it would get some hidden part and howie j reynolds is like i don't even know who that dude is but he's talking a bunch and then boom it starts off this is howie j reynolds and you're listening to less than jake yeah that was awesome i forgot about that oh man all right we always we, we we take a trip down memory lane every week about something. It I, seems like. I want I feel like this. I need to know. We need to know everybody's favorite '90s albums. I feel like if you're listening to this, put something out there. Let us know what your favorite '90s albums were. Sorry, I got a little <clears throat> hiccup in there. '90s albums were. Uh, put it in the comments. Tell us if we're way off. If you've got something better. Let us know, because I'm going to tell you right now, I'm I'm half tempted to put Less Than Jake's Losing Streak on there over top of, I don't know what to put it over top yeah. of, though. <laughs> oh, oh, happy Man. Happy Man's mad at the world, oh, you mad at... Johnny Quest, all he does is say they think so. he sounds just the same thing over and over. Johnny Quest thinks we're selling. Dope Man was a great one. Jen doesn't like me anymore. That whole CD is unbelievable, just like Frank. Oh, how's my driving, Doug? All right. I'm How's my to that driving? <laughs> so I, <clears throat> sorry, my son was two years old. So this is going back six years ago. I go on vacation, and I got a giant CD book. Right, I got all my CDs in there. Oh, yeah. Had it for years from the time you know before I was in high school, all the way through. I got all these CDs in this giant binder, 
and we get to vacation, right? And because that's all you listen to then, you know, six years ago, I didn't, <clears throat> I didn't have an iPad. I didn't have any of those services. So I just listened to CDs the whole way out. And we got to vacation. We got to uh, Hilton Head Island, park the car and start taking stuff out, taking it up to the car. In the front seat, I had an iPhone charger and my CDs. I can't think of any other thing except for somebody just randomly walked by the car and took my CDs and the, and the, and my iPhone charger, why they would do that. I mean, we had, there was still other luggage and food and stuff in the car. I have no idea, but I just left it over because we're just walking back and forth from this driveway. It was on a small street. I looked all over that house. I looked all over my car. I looked through everything. I was like, there's no way somebody just stole that. To this day, six years have gone by, and my heart still hurts. All my old CDs I used to burn and make, LimeWire and, and, and all those, I would make my own CDs. And we had this, <clears throat> we had this program called CD Stomper. Mm-hmm. And we had, so like you burn your CD, and then you write down what all's on it, and you can make your own uh, sticker, and it would go directly over top of the CD. And that was the coolest thing in the world. I could put it had like the track list on it. I could put a little thing next to it, but I had all these mixed things, man. And Pantera would be like a whole workout thing. That would be nothing but Pantera and DMX just all mixed together. A little bit of Rob Zombie in with it. Like, Oh, that was one of my favorite CDs I made. (laughs) Oh, it just gets you ready to go. Damien was on there. The Damien one, two and three from DMX. Oh my God. And then boom, all of it's gone, man. Every single bit of it. That's very sad. Breaks my heart sad. right now thinking about it. I'm sure I have all my CDs somewhere. I don't know where they are, but I'm sure I have them somewhere. I'm going to go buy that Less Than Jake CD now. <laughs> well, you can download it. Yeah, I can download it, but then I can't put anything in and have something get scratched up and not work anymore. <laughs> yeah, and then use it as a Frisbee in your backyard. Less Than Jake made a CD that was like a, a knockoff of Grease. It wasn't a knockoff. They just covered Grease, the Grease album. Mm the funniest the best thing in the world i got adam oh, yeah. adam's yawning Mm-mm. all right we've talked enough it's only, it's just, about the 19 <laughs> slept six hours in the last two days all right no, that's that's so much fun so much fun this was a great you did a great job with this 1990s albums you did a hell of a job on that one thanks uh adam baum that's who. That's oh who. that was adam baum yeah way to go adam baum well done man Shout well done this might might be one of my favorite ones. I, I I this is it's been a while since I wrote a lot of stuff down. Yeah. Been a while. This was fun. All right, so our last segment this week is our comedy segment. And instead of doing Jason Weems oh, I forgot uh, unknown. Comedy. I thought this was it. Uh, uh instead of doing Jason Weems unknown, we're going to save him for next week. We I need to hear about your experience seeing Nate Bargatze in Columbus this past weekend. Do you do you listen to the podcast Nate and Friends or whatever it's called? I have. I don't regularly, but I have. All right. So the, there's two guys that opened up for him, did 15 minutes a piece that were part of that. The first guy was the first guy for a reason. I mean, it wasn't bad, but it was quick 15 minutes. Second guy came out. He was good. Talking about his, you know, driving around in a minivan and you know being a single guy in a minivan. It, it was pretty funny. That guy was good. He had a Braves hat on. I was really interested in that. He did really good. He only did 15 minutes as well, though. All right, that dude could have done more. 
But Nate came on for an hour. Just came out with a special just a couple months ago, right? I mean, that his special just came, his latest one just came out a couple months ago. All brand new material that I've never heard, at least. So I don't, I, I don't want to get too deep into what all he got into because I feel like we're going. I would like to listen to his next special and see how close it was. Mm-hmm. So I will tell you this though: my wife has. I don't know if she's. I think she's never been to a comedy uh, show before. Or no, she's been to one, and it was Cat Williams when Cat Williams got kicked oh, yeah. off stage. No, she's been to two because she went to Polly Shore with me too. So never mind, it's not her first. But this was by far her favorite. She was laughing, and it's so good, right? Because he's a dad, he's a husband, and he talks about all that stuff, and and you know, a lot of relatable stuff. A lot of relatable stuff to us with the kids and all this. Like it was, and and animals in your house. <laughs> he talks about some. Oh, so funny. Anyway. To look over and see her laughing as hard as she was was probably my favorite part. Uh, I awesome. went with my buddy and his wife, and she was cracking up. He's cracked. They're all everybody's cracking up, and we got done. And they're both both the girls were like, "Oh my gosh, that was so funny! I didn't want him to leave." And I was like, "Do we have a new thing? Like, are we just gonna start going and watching?" Because I can get, I can let you guys know when all the good ones are gonna be around if yep. you wanna. I'm going to start making this a thing, right? We can go out of town, you know, close by, an hour or two away, watch a little comedy segment. And, uh, no, Nate Bargatze was phenomenal, like always. Everything he does is his his delivery is of his own. I don't know that there's anybody out there that really has a delivery like his. Maybe a little bit like Sam Morrill, but Sam Morrill's voice is so uh, unique mm-hmm. that takes it away. But, uh, oh, man, it was so good. You get a chance to see Nate Bargatze on this tour that he's on right now. Definitely go see it. I mean, I give it a five because I was there live. It was awesome. The The funny part is afterwards we decided to go out to the uh, have, a, have a cocktail afterwards. And when you go to Columbus and you're staying in, and it's downtown Columbus right by the, right by, you know, right off High Street. We are old, brother. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an old man in this world. There's a bunch of 16-year-olds. I, like I felt like I was in there with a bunch of 16-year-olds. Like, There's no way y'all are 21. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm so old. I'm so old. But that's awesome. Glad you had a good time. And, uh, yeah, it, it, every time – I mean, I think about it almost every day. Like, man, I really want to go to more comedy shows and stuff. And then when you go to one, you're like – I, I definitely have to start going to more of these. It's so good. It's so much fun. Absolutely. Yeah. It was no. a good time, man. Yeah. It was a good time. Yeah. So there you go. That's the comedy segment because I didn't watch the one we were supposed to. Uh, the World Series is over. We talked about that. We got our NFL picks in. The Mount Rushmore of 1990s albums, which I feel like we totally crushed. Uh, we crushed that. I feel like that was pretty good. Now we have to figure out. So next week we're going to watch Jason Weems. Yep. Uh, what was it called? Unknown. Unknown. And we need a Mount Rushmore for next week. We're probably going to talk. Um, it's gonna. This is kind of a different. This is kind of a weird uh, time when it comes to sports, right? Co- so baseball's over. That's kind of our number one thing. You've got football, and the Bengals are playing well. We'll see what happens. Well, except for this loss to the to the Jets last week, we'll see if maybe this could be a week where me and Adam, without somebody, no, because in two weeks we have our Bengals uh, insider coming on. So two weeks from now, we'll talk Bengals. Next week. 
I'm not 100% sure what we're going to talk about. Maybe we get Bob. Well, we just had Bobby on. I don't know. We got to figure out something to get uh, for next week, but we'll have some sports. Yeah, we'll have some stuff. Look, uh, now that baseball is over, we can turn our attention, you know, more to the NBA and college basketball will have started. Yes. Is the Champions Classic this weekend or next weekend? Mm. It's usually right in the beginning of the season. Good question. Yeah, I don't know. There are some really good college basketball tournaments to start the season. There that, are. That, that Big Ten ACC challenge yep. is always really good. There's a ton of good games to start the season. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll be we'll be looking at that. Uh, if it's like last year and, like, whoever was number one was only number one for a week because everybody lost as soon as they Then we'll have something one. to talk about every week. <laughs> Until Gonzaga got there and then they just, yep. you know, won all their West Coast Conference games, but uh, which might be the case again this year from what I hear. So, yeah. Um, yeah, they, I mean, we've got college basketball coming up. The NBA is certainly going on right now. Um, there'll be stuff to talk about. We'll have plenty. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll have plenty. All right. Uh, so I got to come up with a Mountain Rushmore, though, don't I? Yeah. So I kind of like what we did with 90s albums. I want to get this something close to that, but I don't want to just do 2000s albums, right? Whatever 2000 to 2010. I mean, I was really only big into new music for probably about four or five years after 2000 right then i was like all right that's my 10 yeah, 15 I, I years of music. music at all yeah anymore. then it was like that's my 10 15 years of my music now i'm locked in i'm good i don't need any i don't need anything from 2007 on i don't need any of that right uh yeah I'm, i mean me and the baby ain't going ain't you know i mean he's not bad you know swally i don't even know what he sings Swaley, whatever his name is. is. Yeah, you got them new Island Boys now. Island oh Boy. Oh, my God. I mean, Island Boy. Oh, my. <laughs> Those guys might be my new favorites. They're everybody's new favorites, but for – it's crazy to me that those guys are everybody's new favorites, like, um, sarcastically, because they're so – you can only like them because they're so bad, right? I mean, that's really yeah. the real thing. I mean, you think it's, I was listening to an interview with one of them. He was like, you know, if one of these new guys, if one of the, one of the big guys came out with that song, where he was talking about, I boy, it's so catchy, everybody be singing it. And I was like, nah. No, probably so not. What's catchy? Uh, they, they don't even I'm say. Island boy. And that's all. <laughs> and there's something about a gun, and uh, they don't even speak words. I mean, they just kind of make noises and then just kind of throw something about a gun in there yeah. or something about it. Oh boy, it's just crazy to me that those guys—they—they they, looks like they probably are already rich anyway. Anyway, um, so I don't know if that's their no. Parents man, those people but, aren't rich. They're not rich. They—they—they've got—they got a little bit of cash because they got a bunch of likes and you know some YouTube thing gave them some money, and they just got them big stacks around them. It's not like they're sitting. It's not like they're making all kinds of money. They might have a lot of money right now. And that's where I was going with that is it's crazy that they are going to be rich because they're so bad and they look so, I don't want to say unique because there are other people that look like that, but they're just, you know, com like covered in tattoos and they got like the, the gold grills and, you know, like piercings and stuff. And they just look like a, they, they, they look like, like white kids that are like really, shooting for yeah. something different i saw some pictures of them beforehand like before their hair became totally dreaded out like that oh. dude's got like curly blonde hair yeah it, it, it's just the new paul brothers no i'm just kidding Ooh, just kidding just kidting. Man, paul, paul brothers, brothers they ain't that bad and they beat no, us up 
I know. Easily. <laughs> Easily. Uh, oh, boy. man. Yeah. Right, so I, anyway, yeah. So I don't need any of these new boys. Um, so I, I don't know if I want to do 2000s. I want to I wanna do something. I liked this. I like this. And I didn't put any thought into my Mount Rushmore, and I wish I would have. We've done, have we done, we've done like 90s sitcoms before, right? Yeah. We. I mean, I think we just did sitcoms. I don't know if okay. it was necessarily 90s sitcoms. Um, I mean, Adam had the idea of... of mine uh, were probably all from the 90s. But. Yeah, mine were too. Yeah. We're probably sitcom... Uh, we did a, the sitcom... Uh, or he he was, he was brought up just characters from sitcoms, oh, that's which right. was a good one. That was a good that's one. Right. Um, but now, you know what? I think, I think I'm going to go with something a little different. Okay. Um, and I still don't know what it is, but we're going to talk it out yeah. between me and you. If you had to do a Mount Rushmore of the i know what i'm gonna do i've got it i've got it all right so we just did 90s albums i'm gonna break this down a little closer because i had a lot of fun with this yeah let's do let's do top five or top four sorry top four mount rushmore of 90s i don't want to go hip-hop well, you only had two hip hop on there, right? You only had two. You had the Chronic and and yeah, let's go nineties hip hop. Okay, we can do that. And that was way too. That's basically just stealing this one that we just did. That's all right. I don't care. No, no, because we talked a lot about. I mean, we didn't really even have that much hip hop on here, except for I mean, you had a couple and I had a couple, but that's uh, the 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 two. Snoop and Dr. Dre are the only hip hop ones you have on, I had on there. I had written down. So, all right, yeah, let's go that route. We'll figure. Well, I don't know. We'll figure something out. Nineties yeah. hip hop. That looks. That sounds good. All right, right on. All right, so we'll we'll be back next week with nineties uh, hip hop. We'll have Jason Weems, and we'll have we'll have plenty of other stuff. and we'll have plenty of other sports to actually talk about. So, until next week, don't forget to turn your headlights on. <laughs>